Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 410, 71 degrees and partly sunny outside. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com, and I appreciate them sponsoring the show. Uh, up next is our, our good friend Tommy Marquez. He's a, a Navy veteran who has worked his way to become a senior staffer in Congress and uh, now helps our veterans with advice and how to navigate your benefit systems. Tommy, thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for having me, Rob. So what do we got on the agenda this week? Well, I'm going to talk to everybody about a benefit that I think most veterans know, but I'm going to give them two things that they may not know uh, these particular details about. And they're kind of little caveats that a lot of people just don't understand when it comes to veterans education benefits. But I want to tell everybody before we go any further, on my social media, I did a video about a week ago because I found a book called Veterans Benefits for You, and it was written by Dr. Paul Lawrence. Now, I am not paid in any way, shape, or form by the Dr. Paul Lawrence, but I reviewed the book and I read it, and it is phenomenal. And it is a really easy, you know, essential benefit book for veterans that I recommend that they read. Now, what I, I liked it so much, I read it all one night, and I bought five of them. I, uh, I bought four more afterwards, and I'm giving them away on all my social media platforms. Now, this has got tons of hidden benefits that a lot of veterans don't know. There's a couple things in there that I didn't even know about for qualifications. It tells you all the forms you need to use. And I wish the VA just did this in general, but if you go to my social media, at Tommy Marquez Consulting, I'm giving one book away on each platform. That's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. So if you go there, uh, the video, I just put it up today, and you can win the book, and I will mail it to you at no cost. Uh, I just believe it is such a good resource, and I want to help as many veterans as I can, so I'm doing that for our vets. Now, when it comes to veterans' education benefits, this is what I wanted to talk to everybody about. We all know about the post-9-11 GI Bill. I mean, we already all know, right, that if you were in for 90 days, past September 10th, 2001, if you got 90 days of active duty, you're eligible for the benefit. If you received a Purple Heart after September 10th, you're eligible for the benefit. If you served at least 30 contiguous days after September 10th and were honorably discharged with a service-connected disability, again, you're eligible for the post 9 11 GI Bill. Pretty much everyone knows that. And everyone knows that they pay for your tuition, they pay for a lot of your student fees, and they give you a stipend for your books, and then they go ahead and give you a monthly housing allowance so that you can pay your rent or mortgage. And it depends on where you go and how many classes you're taking, but essentially it's the E5 pay for BAH, and they make it your uh, monthly housing allowance. Pretty much everybody knows that. But what a lot of veterans don't know, and I included myself in this, is that you could use your post-911 GI Bill for more than just a traditional four-year university. It is not exclusive to that. First and foremost, you can also use it for a community college. And most veterans may know that, but it's important that I remind individuals you get licenses, certificates, and all sorts of other training programs at a two-year community college 
paid for with your post-9-11 GI Bill. But you can also get apprenticeship or on-the-job training. Now, this is what I wanted to talk to everybody about. So many veterans are throwing away their GI Bill. And on my social media, I get veterans all the time say, yeah, I, I do that, but college isn't for me. Hey, I get it. College isn't for everyone. And I include myself in that. And if I wasn't literally starving at the time I enrolled, I would have never even gone and attempted to get my uh, college education in using my GI Bill, but I was desperate. But for so many veterans, skilled trade labor is an untapped resource. And what's unique about skilled trade labor, unlike so many other areas, they're always hiring and they're always looking for veterans. So what some veterans don't know is instead of going to that four-year university or that two-year community college, you could actually use your GI Bill and have everything paid for, all your tuition, all your fees, all your bucks, and still get a monthly stipend in any of those apprenticeship or on-the-job training programs. Now, some of the better ones that I know physically that are recruiting for veterans is the uh, Southwest Carpenters Union. And I've talked about them before, and their website is carpentersssw.org. I have it on my social media. You can find it there. They not only will look for veterans, they try to find veterans who are GI Bill eligible, specifically post-9-11. They put them in their academies of training. They pay you your hourly wage. You collect benefits at that time, so health insurance, uh, retirement, vacation, all those things. And then as you're going through the, their academy, they also give you your BAH on top of what you're getting paid. You're technically kind of double dipping, which is rad for the veteran. And they're getting additional funds to get a skill that they can go ahead and use outside. Now, there, there's other great organizations, but I want to also highlight some other licenses that people can get. Your HVAC, AC, repairman schools, Many of them, you could use your post-9-11 GI Bill. Also, uh, anything from the Helmets to Hard Hats program. And if you guys don't know about Helmets to Hard Hats and you're a veteran, you ought to check them out. It's HelmetsToHardHats.org, and they work with the North American Bureau, our Builders Trade Union, and they are placing veterans into jobs and they give them training. And during that entire time that they're doing training, they're 100% uh, every program GI Bill certified. So you could get that monthly housing allowance and everything paid for. Another program that I actually helped in San Diego get their GI Bill approval is Workshop for Warriors. Now, those are all skilled trade labor groups. The Helmets, the Hard Hats, and Southwest Carpenters Union, the Workshop for Warriors. But Rob, did you guys know that with the post-9-11 GI Bill, many police and law enforcement academies accept the GI Bill and will pay the students their monthly housing allowance when they're going to an academy? I it, it's unreal. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and this includes a lot of the federal law enforcement academies as well. Well, that in makes California, sense because here in Pennsylvania we have Act 120 where – 
you can get sponsored through a police department or you can sponsor yourself and pay for it yourself and get the Act 120, which is your police officer certification here in Pennsylvania. Our local community college has that course here. So it does make sense that it would cover that. But that's a great asset for you know our members who are lis- our listeners who have served in the military. You can use that to get your Act 120 here in Pennsylvania. So you can literally use, before you even get hired at a uh, law enforcement agency, you could use this. In certain states, I know they could do this in California as well as Pennsylvania, where you could go to the academy using your GI Bill, and then as you get towards the end of your academy training, you can get selected by a lot of these law enforcement agencies to potentially get hired. But something that individuals just don't know, veterans don't know, is you can also get your flight licenses to be a excuse me, your pilot licenses and flight training paid for with your post 9/11 GI Bill. And also, one of the big, big pushes that's going on right now, cybersecurity. I bet MGM Grand and uh, Caesars would love more veterans getting their cybersecurity training right now. And uh, they're hurting. And uh, if you guys have been on social media, I'm sure you've seen that story. But a lot of the schools, they won't even take individuals that I've talked to. And I've talked to five different schools, and I've done videos on them in the past that they are solely looking for veterans who are post 9-11 GI Bill eligible or VR&E eligible, which is a good segue to the last thing that a lot of veterans don't know. I get veterans who are like, man, I used all my GI Bill. I used all 36 months. Or I transferred it to my wives. Is there anything I can do? Uh, I transferred it to my kids. Is there anything I can do now that I've used my post 9-11 GI Bill up? Is there any resources for me? And I'm going to tell you there is. If you are a service-connected disabled veteran, there is another program called Veteran Readiness and Employment, VR&E, and you can use it almost identical to the post-9-11 GI Bill. And in order to be eligible, it's real simple. You have to have a service-connected disability rating of at least 10%. You cannot have a dishonorable discharge, and you have to meet time limitations based on when you serve so many years and so on and so forth but you could get an additional track of education benefits even if you've exhausted your post 9-11 gi bill even if you exhausted your montgomery gi bill even if your uh, gi bill expired or you transferred it to your children so there is no excuse vets there is no excuse for you not to be able to go out there and get some additional resources and training to help you become more eligible for hiring, for jobs, for good paying jobs. I've given you a bunch of resources. Of course, I got a bunch more on my social media. All my handles are the same, at Tommy Marquez Consulting. And you can find out a bunch of those resources for a bunch of those schools. But let's go, vets. Let's get out there. Let's get good paying jobs. Not everyone needs to go to four years of school to get a political science degree. As a person (laughs) who did that, I don't recommend you get one. Nope, the we trade schools are excellent, veterans. and you'll be on the workforce faster than you know it. Yeah. Tommy, I appreciate That's the great cool. advice again, like always, here, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tommy. 
It's uh, 421 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. Thank you. And thank you for coming out on Sunday. That meant a lot to my family. No, it was a great event. It was nice to have you there, and I appreciate that you came by. And I don't want that to go unmentioned. This traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. You're dipping a bit below the speed limit. 81 northbound between Avoca and Music, moving around 45 miles per hour. We have no accidents to report at the moment on 81. We have heavy traffic on Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. You are bumper to bumper heading up that hill with a few delays. And we are looking at very heavy traffic on East Main Street, Route 11 in Plymouth. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. It was a great event on Sunday as well. I enjoyed myself. Uh, Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, gradual clearing, high 71. Tonight, few clouds, low 48. Wednesday, sunny, high 74. Thursday, sunny, high 75. Friday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 71. It's currently 71 degrees and partly sunny right now at your official weather station at 423 WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 426, 71 degrees and partly sunny out there. WILK knows that talk has the power to save lives. Join us for Odyssey's I'm Listening on our annual national conversation about mental health on Wednesday, September 20th from 7 to 9. For two hours, we'll be joined by the biggest names in music, news, and sports. Pop star actress Selena Gomez, singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran, country artist Jelly Roll, singer-TV show host Kelly Clarkson. I'm Listening will include conversations with mental health professionals, including the Surgeon General, the Chief Medical Officer at AFSP, Um, They will be sharing their mental health and suicide prevention expertise and resources to listeners. Find out more at imlistening.org. You are not alone. Join us for I'm Listening live on WILK News Radio or on the Odyssey app. So hopefully you check into that, especially if uh, you're looking for a little comfort or looking for some resources. Um, Little update on my Be The New You. I, I use an Apple Watch most of the time. Um, but I got an alert today that I've never seen before. Uh, my Apple Watch said that my walking heart rate has decreased over the past six weeks. And, and I looked at it, I opened it up, I looked at it on my phone because, you know, I checked it on my phone so I could see it bigger than my Apple Watch. And basically, since I started Be The New You in the beginning of July to now, my beats per minute heartbeat has, while I'm walking, has decreased 10 10 beats per minute from the the mid-80s to now I'm in the mid to lower 70s. So not only have I lost 26 pounds, but I'm seeing real health effects with it. And I just figured I'd pass that on to you guys listening that um, definitely healthier lifestyle, definitely more energy. Like I said, I'm in the gym, I'm doing more, and it's showing with stuff like that, something I didn't expect, something that came out of the blue with an alert from my Apple Watch that – you know, my walking heart rate, has de- heart rate has decreased 10 beats per minute. Uh, and again, I've never seen that alert before because I've never uh, in a long, very long time been in the shape I'm in now. So check out Be The New You and, uh, you know, tell them I sent you when you go in there because it's definitely, I'm definitely not only seeing the visual benefits, the health benefits, but actually the, the real tangible, you know, health benefits, especially someone like me who's battled, you know, 
uh, heart issues for the past couple of years. So it's a, it's a great thing there. Well, they have done a report on the Bidenomics $42 billion internet investment on the broadband that they're trying to bring. You know how they bill it to rural America and our inner cities who lack broadband and, and this, that, and the other thing? Well, the report says it's really not that. They said that the uh, $42 billion broadband investment favors wealthy left-wing regions, and it's duplicative and wasteful, the report finds. Uh, report obtained found that the earmarked $42.45 billion in broadband equity access and deployment, the bead funding, they call it, was allocated despite repeated requests from lawmakers and communities across the country to scrutinize how the Biden administration's telecommunications branch collects data to determine its funding decisions. Biden, the leading 2024 Democrat presidential candidate, as we know, implemented the program in June as part of the Bidenomics campaign to promote his economic policies for the 2024 election. Every state along with Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico received a base amount of $100 million, while the remaining territories were granted at least $25 million each. Texas and California, the two most densely populated states in the country, lead the funding rankings with $3.3 billion and $1.9 billion, respectively. However, the distribution has gone to states with fewer locations lacking service. And the allocation raises eyebrows when considering some particular instances and in how the funds were distributed. In Washington, D.C., out of the 184 locations lacking broadband Internet, 58 of them are clustered within the Smithsonian National Zoo, which includes popular spots like the Butterfly Garden, the Lion Tiger Hill, and Otter Pond, this report found. Other instance of odd distribution was in Delaware when the state received nearly $108 million from the Biden administration in June to address 2,166 underserved locations in the state. Among those underserved locations is the Biden Environmental Training Center, the state-operated facility for conferences, training, and retreats located just 11 miles north of Rehoboth Beach. Washington, D.C. and Delaware both characterized by small, size, and high population density were allotted over 547,000 and 52,000 respectively for each location without broadband access. The national median allocation for areas without connectivity averages $5,600 per location. So the the national median allocation for areas without connectivity is $5,600. Washington, D.C. and Delaware received 547,000 and 52,000 respectively providing Washington DC which appears to have almost no unserved locations with such a disproportionately large amount of funding diverts bead funds from truly underserved areas of the country said a uh, ranking member of the commerce committee and the program did not consider whether locations would soon be served through funding from the federal program already in motion, resulting in more than 5 million locations set to receive redundant funding. So the entire promise that this was serving underserved rural 
America areas that lack broadband and our urban areas and our our uh, projects in our cities that need broadband to do the things they do. It, it's not going there. It's it's going to redundant areas that already have it or don't need it, as per this report. So, uh, again, you can draw your own conclusion on uh, that report and see what it is. But, again, is the, is it really surprising to anyone? I mean, and a lot of those funds are going to private telecommunication com- companies to uh, to distribute the funds to up their system to give you that broadband. It's 4.33 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's uh, the point of the show where we honor our local heroes across America who makes the ultimate sacrifice. 72 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, two of which from here in Pennsylvania. First, we're going to go with police officer Joseph Paul Zanella, Verona Borough Police Department. In 1969, police officer Joseph Zanella was shot and killed when he stopped a jail escapee in a stolen car at the intersection of Allegheny River Boulevard and Plum Street in the Oakmont Borough. Second is policeman George A. Epley, Philadelphia Police Department in 1917. Policeman George Epley was shot and killed during an assassination attempt of a political candidate for city council. Policeman Epley was guarding the candidate at the time when they were attacked in front of the McCall Public School. That was back in 1917, so... Even back as far as then, you know, politics was a was a dangerous sport, dangerous thing to to take. But our, our thoughts and prayers go to all our first responders across America, our EMTs, our paramedics, our fire department, both paid and volunteer, and our police department and sheriffs everywhere. They uh, they answer that call day in and day out. So uh, we give them our thanks. Got a text message. Um, ask me if I could share that article on the broadband on my Facebook. I just did. So if you want to see it, it's up on my Facebook already, the article on the broadband service that's redundant and uh, not really what they build it as. So we'll see. Uh, Somebody else says, how about those minks? Are they trainable like a ferret? I had two as pets in the past. Why would someone let them loose? But if I think they escaped. I don't think they were let loose, but I'm not 100% sure on that. They, They could have been let loose. I don't know why. But I saw a bunch of video on it, news crews of catching them wild, uh, live in the wild out there. Uh, I don't think they're pets. I think they're wild animals. They can be very vicious. Um, you say you had ferrets. I had a ferret too. They also can be very vicious if they're not trained or if they they uh, feel attacked. So if you see one of these minks, I would not try and capture it <laughs> with your hands or anything like that because... Uh, you know, they are farm-raised. You know, I'm sure they're a little more tamer than wild, but, you know, how quickly they become wild again because they're out fending for themselves, if they can fend them for themselves. Um, we'll see. Uh, most of the time, you know, they have foxes, they have coyotes, they have hawks, they have eagles. You know, there's going to be uh, owls. There's going to be some predators out there looking for them, but uh, they themselves are predators. You also have the fishers here in Pennsylvania, uh, which are even bigger than a mink or, or a ferret or something like that, the same type of family, weasel family. So I, I would steer clear of them, 
because uh, they can be dangerous. They do have a nice set of teeth on them. They do have nice claws on them, and and I don't think they're uh, they're all that tame. These farm raised uh, minks that are out there. So uh, you know that's what I have to say on that. And, and again, I I really don't know the. You know, I read, I I looked at the story. I kind of glanced over it. It really was not a something I really dug into, so I, I can't tell you. I I saw that they escaped, but they could have been let go. I don't know. They could have been activists who did something. I don't know. So I, you know, I'll leave that to you guys who have looked into it a little bit more than mine. But I know there there's a bunch out there, and the media has been having fun going down and taking some pictures of them and video of them in the wild. But I I would say my recommendation would be. Uh, steer clear of them somebody says a fur breeding mink or work th worse thousands of dollars a piece body shop guy i did not know that um if if that's the case i would uh i would imagine the farm going out and trying to catch as many as they can back somebody says they heard the animal rights nuts cut the fence uh, i didn't hear that but i'm sure i could look it up real easily to find out uh to find out what's uh what the story is with that. Do you know how the minks got loose, the, Somebody cut the fence. Somebody cut so the fence. So It sounds to me like it could be maybe the activist, but I'm not yeah. saying. But I, who else would do that when they're worth so much yeah. money? Somebody said they're worth a couple thousand and, dollars a piece. And I don't think there's something you just steal. Like you, if you were going to steal one, you wouldn't want them to all be running along yeah. the road. And how many, a bunch of them got hit by cars. Well, that's it. If, if you're an, if you're an activist that's letting them free, I mean, they're going to be prime game for predators because they're not wild animals. They, they don't know how to defend themselves. They've been farm raised their entire career. They're nasty animals though, from what I understand. They are, but there's bigger, nastier animals here in Pennsylvania. True. So. And then they're going to get run over by those big, nasty yeah. vehicles. Yep. Cars, vehicles. So if you're an they're... activist, it's called a fail. Yep. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and speaking of vehicles, uh, hopefully not hitting minks, it's time for traffic and weather here. So at far, not a fail at the moment, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. We have a little bit of slowing on 81 southbound coming from the Waverly area all the way to Clark Summit due to road construction. Of course, you are dipping below the speed limit, 81 northbound, starting around Avoca, heading into the Scranton area. Uh, that is just due to heavy volumes of traffic, and it is a bit bumper to bumper in downtown Scranton on Lycoana Avenue, Jefferson Ave, and Wyoming Ave. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570 37269 Nikki Stone WILK traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, a few clouds, low 48. Love it. Wednesday, sunny, high 74. Thursday, sunny, high 75. Friday, mix of sun and clouds, high 71. 72 degrees and partly sunny right now at 445 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. Now, I know I got some text messages, and uh, you know, we just said that they're worth a lot of money, but I'm looking at trapping today, and it says this is now, this is 2022 fur prices for a mink is $8.55, and I'm seeing anywhere between $8 and $15 for a mink pelt. So if the pelt of a mink is only getting between 8 and $15, I don't know how they'd cost thousands. Now, if there's a breeder mink, maybe, you know, that's 
that might answer to that, but not a mink itself. So, um, you know, there's some disparity there. But just like with, uh, yeah, breeder minks are worth a lot more money because that's where they get the rest of the minks from. They have good genes and such like that. So they're worth a lot more money, not your everyday average mink. So it's not like all the minks that escaped were worth thousands of dollars. Their genetic core of minks is probably worth a lot worth a lot of money. But mink pelts, I'm looking right now, it's eight fifty five in twenty twenty two. I don't think twenty twenty three prices were set yet for furs. So um, you know, that's that's what we have there. In today in history, what do we got today in history? There was a couple of good things I saw. Not good things, but things that we should know about in our history. I like going diving back. I'm going to get back to our Today in History to give us little tidbits of uh, what's gone on in our past. President James A. Garfield dies of wounds suffered in a July 2nd shooting. That was in September 19th, 1881. In September 19th, 1957, the first American underground nuclear bomb test part of the Operation Plumbob, took place. That was back in 1957. And here, uh, the United States bars Charlie Chaplin from re-entering the country after a trip to England on September 19th, 1952. I did not know Charlie Chaplin was barred from re-entering the United States. So that happened in, on, on this day in uh, 1952. And in uh, 1995, the Washington Post and the New York Times published the Unabomber's Manifesto. So that was on, uh, on this day in 1995. So they post the Unif- Unabomber's Manifesto, but yet we don't have the manifesto of the trans shooter who shot up a Christian school because it's... Uh, too disturbing for us to to look at. Looking at some text messages coming in. I'll get to them during the break, which is uh, now. It's 4.52 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 4.55 on this Tuesday, September 19th. 72 degrees and partly sunny out there. Well, we've known Philadelphia is becoming a tough place. It's always been a tough place. It's becoming a dangerous, tough place. And I don't care how tough you are, it's becoming more and more dangerous uh, due to the ongoings down there. But this is something new, and I saw it today and uh, had to bring it to you guys. Guards with assault rifles hired to protect Philly cheesesteak joint. Philadelphia Cheesesteak Restaurant has reopened for business, now with assault rifle-carrying guards because of violent crime plaguing the city of brotherly love. A video from the reopening of Jim's West Steak and Ho- Steaks and Hoagies in West Philadelphia on Sunday shows customers lining up to order sandwiches under the watchful eye of heavily armed security guards. The violence has spiked, co-owner Cortez Johnson told WPVI of the city that has seen a surge in murders. Many in the area close to the newly reopened food spot. Many in the area close due to the newly opened food spot. 
You want people to feel safe and be safe so when they come out and eat, they don't have to worry about no type of harm, Johnson said. The gun-toting security guards will stand vigil outside the eatery during business hours from Thursday to Sunday each week. Our lines are down the block, so while you're standing in line, connecting with other people you may not know, we have security right here just to keep you guys safe, Sal Launders, the chief financial officer for Jim's West, told the outlet. If you want to secure your business and you want to make sure everyone is safe, you have to spend that extra money, he added. Kevin Darden, the owner of Presidential Protection Services, said uh, those working security at the beloved food joint will have a military police law enforcement background. It's not just myself. It's usually other agents who are sworn and certified by the state of Pennsylvania to do security work when they are off duty, he told WPVI. Some customers voice support for the heavily armed guards uh, on the lookout. Safety and good food is always a plus, one customer told the outlet. Um, another customer said he's not a big fan of guns, but I get it. If it deters it, crime, I can't complain, he said. But another customer, William King, said uh, he was worried about the optics in the city, where a nearby gas station also made headlines for hiring AR-15 toting guards. Excuse me. It's a little overkill. Even if you have armed guards, okay, but walking around with a machine gun, which it's not, is not family-friendly, he added. In 2015, the eatery was targeted by armed robbers who made off with $215 in cash stolen from the register and customers. The Philly Voice reported no injuries were reported. Homicides were down 20% in Philadelphia since last year, which saw the second-highest murder rate in the city's history after 2021. According to police, however, eight of those slayings took place within a 10-block radius of Jim West's Steaks and Hoagies. Statistics from the city controller's office showed. Philly's famous cheesesteak joints have sometimes been on the scene of violent disputes among customers. In 2021, a football argument between the Giants fans and Eagle fans were eating for Pat's, waiting for Pat's King's steaks escalated into a deadly shooting. Um, interesting. And... Um, you know, just to give you a little view of what I'm seeing in the article, the owners of this establishment are are black Americans, the customers are black Americans, and the armed agents are black Americans protecting their business and safety for others. It's 5 o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute.